Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, everybody, you know that needs another episode of Unfiltered coming your way. You can jump on board the revolution at Casey Stern, get on the YouTube channel. Of course, if you're listening, Apple, Spotify, everywhere you get your podcast. Keep on doing that. Like and jump in with any comments. Episode 66. And thank you, Unfiltered Band, calling this one Holiday Road as uh, my dude Matt Holiday back here with me. I, I got to I start with this, man. I don't want to I don't want to make you feel old. We already went through like, you know, not too long ago where, you know, your son is now beginning a career that you just ended. is like watching like a life all over again. But if I would have told you when you first left the Cardinals that you would be this many years later and Wayno and Molina would still be Yachty and Wayno still doing what you were watching them do on the field. Would you have believed that? I don't think so. I mean, I, I, our plan all along, you know, Adam, particularly, we, we talked about going into the Cardinal hall of fame together and then uh, he's kept playing. Congrats. Congrats, by the way. Thanks. And so I, I, to be honest with you, I'm impressed that they're still doing it. Um, you know, it, there's a lot that goes into continuing to play, um, and so uh, they've they've uh, they've continued to do it at a high level. But you know, there's there's uh, his their wives and and kids and the sacrifice that it takes. Um, if I had told if you'd have told me then that they'd still be playing, I probably wouldn't have believed you for for lots of reasons. But um, you know, they're still doing it and doing it at a high level, and and uh, it's fun to watch. What's your reaction when you hear people? Because to me, it's like I look at Yachty and, you know, look, I, I've watched plenty of videos. I've, I've met Johnny Bench. I, I didn't watch, you know, you and I weren't sitting there as kids in our heyday watching him play. Right. A little bit before our time. I look at catchers through my lifetime and there's no better representation. Look, Pudge was amazing. I, you know, obviously I'm a Mecca, I'm Mike Pianza guy. But when the representation of a catcher and like a field general, like that's that's the dude like of this lifetime when you hear people like even have a conversation about him whether he's a hall of famer because they're looking at numbers like how just dumb is that to you like can you try and describe what it's like watching firsthand what he's done every day during his career you know i think it is it's so so silly when we try to quantify everything when we try to put like a some sort of this has to be this number for for this guy to be in the hall of fame or th it's got to be meet these these sort of different just something tangible that they can put their, you know, sort of stamp on that. that yeah. That's a, that's a hall. Of, I, I just think that's so silly. Uh, and, and when you talk about a guy uh, from an intangible, uh, a day to day, seeing behind the curtain, sort of what he does and what he does to prepare for every game for each pitcher differently for each hitter from each pitcher that he goes through the tape and he prepares mentally every day and the comfort level that he provides a pitching staff and their success in St. Louis um, and, and our success. And when I was there in St. Louis, uh, he is, is very much his uh, presence, his, his study, his work, his, um, his impact on the game outside of the base hits or even the throwing out runners, even though uh, whatever the number is, I think of the percentage of steel attempts against Yachty in the last 20 years or 15 years, whatever, compared to everyone else, it's like crazy. So nobody runs on him. And then you combine it with all the intangibles. Um, he's just, you know, and then the hits is all gravy, you know, and he's had some really good years with the bat. So 
Uh, it's it to me, it's silly when you when you try to put, oh, well, he's not a Hall of Famer because this or that. I mean, the guy has just been an incredible ambassador for the game, for the catching position, uh, for for the St. Louis Cardinals, and uh, to me, it it is everything the Hall of Fame is about. And clutch too with the bat. I mean, forget the numbers; he's always been one of the better clutch abs in big spots that nobody ever talks about. I mean, obviously you saw it firsthand. I always think about like when Jordan Montgomery now, right, the latest comes in and and. You just ask them, listen to them. They just, I remember, you know, talking down on the field at 06 when they won. And there was Anthony Reyes, who's a rookie. And he's like, you know, they're like, how are you doing this? He's like, I'm just Yachty's mitt. I mean, that's the only thing. I'm just paying attention to whatever he says to do. Such a weird thing. I want to follow one more on this and and then I'll I'll move elsewhere. But for for Wayno, how good do you feel that he is kind of creating this end chapter on his own terms. We talked about that with your career and, and not everybody's able because of injuries and things like that to do that for him to have people kind of, and look Verlander doing this to even kind of a, a little bit of a larger extent right now for him to have people be like, you know what? You had an amazing career, but you're done like two, three yeah. years ago. And for him to have this kind of resurgence, how is he able to do how much of that is up here? I know everybody focuses on, on all that. How much is that just who he is doing that? Well, that's a lot of, a lot of who he is, but a few years ago, his arm was bothering him and I've watched him pitch in San Diego. And I think he walked like six or seven guys. And I think Skip Schumacher at the time may have been working for the Padres. And I remember talking to Skip and we, we sort of thought, man, Wayno's done. Like that was it. Like, this is it. Like his elbows jacked up. Uh, it doesn't seem to be anything they could really tangibly uh, operate on to sort of re- bring him back. Uh, it just might be in. Just might be. Just might be it. You know, it, it, it just finally. You know, it's just you know not there anymore. He's throwing 85. Uh, his curveball, he can't throw for. You know, it's just he he knew something was wrong, and then you know he sort of uh, changed his diet and started. I think he did have some sort of small procedure uh, that maybe takes some pressure off of of some bone chips or something, but really kind of restructured his whole life around inflammation and trying to get rid of all the inflammation that he could naturally. Uh, and, and sort of just all of a sudden tick, tick, tick started getting better. His velo started getting it back up into the 90 to 90, which is all he needs. All he needs is to be able to occasionally hit 91, 92, uh, to keep you off of, you know, the slow curveball, the little cutter. And, and then now, now the brain and, and, and the, and the, and the, and the competitiveness now all that takes it to the next level and he's back pitching like he did uh effectively you know 10 or 15 years ago he's uh three you know three to 3.3 ra in the last few years just um giving you quality starts he carried them last year i mean with jack flaherty and all the injuries it's sort of they were counting on him being this ace to take over sort of the next guy to kind of step in and and carry the torch with you know Matt, you know Chris Carpenter and then Adam Wainwright and then now we're going to kind of pass the torch and and Jack just you know unfortunately hasn't been able to to sort of stay healthy. Wayno has said I still got it like I can still carry that I'll still get us out of a slump I'll still go out and pitch eight innings and give our bullpen a day. And so for him, uh, you talk about the mental part. Obviously, it's 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 uh, he's one of my favorite people ever. Like we're just I, I love him. I, I don't get to see him enough now and. Uh, the way he c- creates camaraderie and 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 teaches young guys how to be good teammates and uh, teaches young pitchers how to work and what to look at and all the things like we talk about with Yachty, all the things that nobody really sees behind the scenes and and, and the effect that those have on young players and then young players they 
then in turn pass it on to the next generation of, of pitchers. Uh, I can't say enough amazing stuff about Adam. Like I could sit here all day and tell you, uh, you know, detail by detail uh, of all the things that he does. Uh, but generally to answer your question, uh, it's so fun to watch him. I'd love to watch him pitch. And when he did the thing with ESPN uh, the other day where he took him sort of into the bullpen and I love that. Him, it was, oh, it's amazing. It's incredible. I, I haven't been on that, like during the game where they're letting, you know, talking yeah. to the players. Oh, but I mean, that was like knowledge, man. That was, that, that was, was great. That was incredible. Like that kind of stuff. Uh, brilliant. I loved it. I love that. So that's yeah. just like, that was a snapshot of all the awesome stuff that, that he's, he's doing. I think at Lance Lynn, obviously former teammate, as, as an example of the guys you're talking about, where it's like they start talking like him, like in yeah. terms of like they're thinking, and then they're they're out in other teams, and then you hear them referencing those guys the way that Carp, Chris Carpenter did, obviously for for Wayno, right, and, and so many others. I, I want to. We talked about Aaron Judge before. I know how fond you are of him as a person. Um, you've been locked in at the plate. You know what that feels like. Did you think when when you we know what kind of duty is when you saw him as a player, did you think this was possible to this level that he would be right now putting together one of the best offensive seasons we've ever seen? I, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back Casey, but I, I, I told my wife within the first two weeks, maybe of spring training, I said, this guy is, he's like a video game. If you created a, a, a creative player, video game, like just this strong, incredibly uh, humble, but incredibly strong, and then skilled. And then he was starting to understand his swing, and he was starting to understand how his body was moving, and like the power and the things he was, the way the ball was coming off his bat in, in spring training, and then rolled it into that season. And of course, you know, he hits 50 homers. But I was like, man, I thought this season was going to happen earlier, and it probably would have if he hadn't been dinged up. But I really thought this season would be the norm for him. And, and maybe not, you know, all the numbers, but, you know, somewhere between 48 and 58 homers every year and driving in 110 or 120, walking 100 times, you know, hitting close to 280 to 300, playing good defense. Like, that's what, like, I was like, man, this guy, I, I remember telling Leslie, I'm like, this, this, this guy is, is unbelievably gifted and he's smart and humble. Like the combination of the, uh, of those, you just don't see very often. And to survive it and to thrive in New York, the way he has, you've got to have that. Mm -hmm. Cause you know, this, you got to have that. There's a fortitude and a strength. It doesn't have to be in, in a demonstrative personality, but you got to have it in here because then all that stuff doesn't affect you for him to bet on himself. This way is amazing. And, and when I talk about, you know, Albert going to kind of you know, betting on himself and saying, hey, look, look here the first 10 years of his career. I always say this. Like, I love Mike Trout. I love Mike Trout. The first 10 years of Albert Pujols' career, the best first 10 years of any hitter, I think, maybe ever. I mean, you think about what he was doing. The numbers are just dumb. Mm -hmm. He would have been a first ballot Hall of Famer, all-timer guy if at the end of the Angels thing, that didn't work out. But he was like, I still want to play, and I believe I could play. How about watching him now three away from 700? I mean, what are the feelings as you want? We're all rooting for him. But as somebody, obviously, who knows him and hit back-to-back -back with him in a lineup for those years and went and won at the highest level with him, what's your take watching him chase down 700 now? You know, it's uh, I, I didn't know that this was still in there. I'm going to be truthful, like – I didn't, first of all, I didn't know, you know, the, the, the past few years have not been 
you know, especially against right-hand pitchers. My, my thought was, is he going to even get enough at bats to get into that 15 to 21 home run? Uh, you know, he's just going to absolutely destroy lefties, which he's done, but he was going to have to get some at bats against righties and, and the numbers, you know, the last few years, honestly, they didn't, they didn't really justify him getting any at bats off righties. So I, I didn't know, I, I wouldn't have predicted how much success he's had, but nothing surprises me with Albert also, because I've seen the way he handles uh, clutch sort of moments and pressure. And he has an, an unshakable confidence, Casey, like I've never seen. And, and I think that's helped him so much in a game Matt Holiday joining us here on the, the podcast. We'll get him back in as soon as he hops back on. I think we lost him uh, there for a second. Uh, Matty talking about just the the unshakable confidence of Albert Pujols. It really is amazing to think about Albert, a guy who sat there and would have easily been able to say this is one of the greatest careers of anybody who's ever lived and then was able to somehow find that extra thing and, and you know, for so many players and so many athletes, that's the kind of thing that gets you to the first place, that hunger. But for a dude to have that level of ability and that kind of a, a Hall of Fame career and then to still refine that hunger, it's 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 pretty amazing. It, it's pretty amazing, honestly. It really is. Because I think when you look at, at Pujols, it looked like he was done. Very similar to Adam Wainwright, who looked like he was done. Look, people thought Justin Verlander years ago was finished, and there was nothing left in the tank. And it's it's amazing how much these guys are still able to find that extra thing, that extra you know, something in the tank with nothing really left to prove to anyone else. I mean, age is something that happens to everybody. They find that extra thing in the tank where they're still going ahead and trying to really more than anything prove to themselves that they can still do it. It really, really is amazing to me, the ability that some of these guys have to find that, that little extra thing to be able to write that story their own way when they finish that, that last chapter of that book of their career. And I think at the end of the day, so many players and Matt ran into this run into injuries and that combined with age, they're not able to write that, that finishing touch on that story the way they want. They're not able to do it the way that they'd like to. They're not able to, you know, put that, that last stamp on what their career was because it's not possible for them to do so because their body and because of injuries and it gets in the way and they just can't do it. And for Albert Pools to be able to do that for Adam Wainwright to be able to do that, for the Justin Verlanders, and my God, how great he's been the last four years. But for, for these guys to be able to do it in, in their way, it really it's, it separates those, those unbelievable all-time kind of players and those kind of stories those guys have from everybody else. It's just it's unbelievably impressive. For Albert Pools to sit there now at 697, three home runs away from 700. You know, people again, and I said this in a recent pod, begging to, you know, have him come back another year where, you know, that one last match kind of thing again, as I referenced, like he's in the WWE and, you know, he didn't have to come back another year. He now getting to end it at that high note. He now getting to end it on that, that highest note 
where he's become that kind of a level player again somehow at the end of his career. And look, he's about to get in the playoffs. I mean, we're going to get postseason moments with Albert Pujols and with Adam Wainwright and again with Yadier Molina and more postseason moments with Justin Verlander, which is just pretty amazing to think about at this point in those guys' careers. And, and from the Wayno and Molina standpoint, Yadier Molina has always been such an often underrated player. It is unbelievable to watch the way that with a look, he can look at a pitcher and do more seemingly for them in terms of confidence, for riding their ship, for getting them back in line and in stride of what they're supposed to be doing than a lot of guys can do with, with all the yapping in the world with a million mound visits. This dude stands up. And what I referenced with Maddie when he was on here earlier is I remember, you know, covering in 2006, being there at the World Series. And after game one, and, you know, here's Anthony Reyes with a win talking to him on the field. And I remember the interview after the game, like, have you have you pinched yourself like how you're doing this as a rookie? And he said, no, because I know the answer. Now, look, you, you know, you deserve credit when you do it. You don't have to be totally humble. But he said, Yachty's mitt. That's all I'm doing. Just paying attention to Yachty's mitt. You know, Jordan Montgomery I don't understand the Yankee trade at the time. I, I don't understand it now either, to be honest with you. But like when he went over there, it's like, you know, he's not a different pitcher. Certainly changed leagues. We got interleague plan. There's a million things. And yeah, you maybe chip on the shoulder a little bit and that could, you know, lock you in and focus. And maybe there's some of that. I'm not taking the credit away from him. I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve a lot of it because he does. But I think you have to look at the fact that there's a calming presence that every pitcher talks about that has ever thrown to Yadier Molina. That there's just a different thing. I mean, that dude knows more about the other team than they know about themselves. He studies so hard. It's like, you know, that's why people talk about the offense of a catcher at a level of like what Molina's doing with pitching staffs and slowing down a running game and all the work he's putting in. You could talk about all that crap all you want. But at the end of the day, can you imagine how are you supposed to pay attention to hitting when you've been paying all that attention and studying the entire time? All your practice time is cut down. All your time in the cage is cut down. Everything is about preparing for that other team and that preparation and what he has been able to do. Uh, it, it, look, it, it's unbelievable. He has had an unbelievable career. He is a no doubt Hall of Famer. He's one of the best catchers of all time. Deserves all the credit in the world. He's feisty. He's fiery. Good leadership. And, you know, what, what Matt said about Wayno is so true because you talk to players and that passing of the torch, you know, we always talk about that, like with coaches, like guys like Bill Walsh back in the day. Right. And like, you know, Mike Holmgren or whoever, like, and you know, how they, they have that torch of all the people who are like disciples of them. You're, you're getting the same thing for everybody that Adam Wainwright has touched in his career. And there's no doubt that there have been a ton of pitchers like a Lance Lynn, who I mentioned as an example, that now carry on and take that everywhere they go. It's unbelievably impressive. Can't say enough about what those two guys have done. And they deserve a, a ton of credit. As far as Judge is concerned, I don't think we can give enough credit to, we know about all the ability, but to lock in any one of us, we all understand in life what that feeling is when you're trying too hard. And a lot of times when you feel like that, yeah, somebody didn't believe in me or, or you know, I, I got to prove this, or, you know, like, like he's in that spot, right? Betting on yourself. And I'm going to go out there and I'm better than that. And I'm going to get you know, a contract that I feel like is more uh, you know, representative of what I deserve and all of that, right? To not take that into the ABs and grip too tight and, and swing at pitches he shouldn't, where he's getting a pitch a game and, and waiting for a mistake, almost Bonds-like. And, you know, even though you're not getting the intentional walks, I mean, you're thinking about, there, there ain't no reason to pitch to Aaron Judge, and probably a lot of teams shouldn't have as much as they've been doing. But for Aaron Judge to be there when he's looking around that lineup and not see really anybody that has any kind of value comparatively to what's used to be around him, mean, he had Stanton hurt and all of that, 
it's just unbelievably impressive. You have to give him a ton of credit and, and and kudos, obviously, to what Judge is doing. Kudos to you for being on board, the Unfiltered Revolution. Stay with it at Casey Stern and be a part of things. You're not getting the uh, Twitter Jump in the bio, subscribe, be a part of things on YouTube. And, of course, uh, if you're watching that way, you can listen to Apple, Spotify, everywhere else you can get your podcast. We'll see you next time. Uh, but Martinez to join me next in Episode 67. You have been watching and or listening to Unfiltered on the Believe Network. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.